This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. It's your boy, the King, Kenny King Jr. That's right. You got a new voice on here because this is real talk, but we have a familiar face for you. So, Cody, what's up, bro? Hey, what's going on, Kenny King Jr.? Thanks for having me on your podcast tonight, man. What's going on? (laughs) Hey, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, you know what? No, I just want to, you know, want to one, give you props and thank you for, uh, you know, for allowing me this opportunity to do this. But, you know, at the same time, let's... uh, let's take a look at what we got going on. You know, obviously we've been, we've been doing this for a while and we've been growing this podcast and things have been great, but uh, what, what are we looking at going forward? We're looking at this, this game today, right? We got the, uh, the bears and the, the Cowboys played and mm-hmm. I've never rooted for the Cowboys more than I did today. <laughs> and guess what? They failed me. Yeah. See, that's why we can't do that. I guess, you know, we needed the Cowboys to win and for the bears to get a loss because we still hold the bears number one draft pick. Yeah. Now we sit here and we're sitting here looking at back to back draft picks. As if we were in, if we were to end the season today, we would have back to back draft picks. We'd be sitting at sixteen and seventeen. What do you think about that, Cody? What What do you uh, What are your thoughts? Well, you know, man, that's the nice thing about having a guy like Mike Mayock is you almost yeah. don't even worry about where those picks are going to land. I mean, where they land is where they land. And I've voiced this opinion before, as great as it is having a top 10 pick, you see, I mean, look, no offense, Cleveland Farrell. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like we went out and we grabbed like a Pro Bowl talent his rookie year. You know what I mean? It's like we went out and we got like a, like, or like a Nick Bosa. You know what I mean? It's like we got like a guy right. that like came out and outshined everybody as a top 10 pick, Josh top Allen. five pick, Josh Allen. You know what I mean? Um, looking at even like what Mike Mayock said before the draft, he almost liked that, you know, 20 plus area, that 20 to 80 or 20 to 100 pick range. So, I mean, wherever we are, top 10, top 15, top 20, I really don't care for that matter. I feel like we're, you know, with Mike Mayock, every position right now is a good position. And I mean, look, we got Jonathan Abram and Josh Jacobs yep. at later picks than where we're sitting now. So, I'm cool. So let me ask you this, because, you know, obviously in fantasy drafts, you want to have that back-to-back pick. You would The snake pick is the coveted yeah. draft pick, right? In the NFL draft, with most teams, it might be. But with our team, do we would we rather have a 16-17 or would we rather have a 16, 
later 20. Now that later 20 means that the Raiders have made the playoffs. Well, Kenny King, then in that case, I mean, I mean, looking at draft perspective, I mean, back to back's cool. I, it feels kind of good, right? Like you're just like, okay, bam, bam. Like we got our two players, but Kenny, I mean, you're talking playoffs now. We're let's talking talk playoffs. Some, you know let's what? Talk some playoffs. Before it was a before it was a p word. I'm just gonna say the dirty word. Yeah. The only way for us to get it is for us to put it out there. So let's go ahead and talk about it. I'm all for it, man. And I mean, really looking at it now, our playoff picture isn't as big as it was a couple weeks ago, or as no. promising as it was a couple weeks ago. But we still have hope. And I've played with. Have you ever played with the uh, that machine, the the playoff uh, the playoff machine? The playoff machine that looks like a little yeah. scenario machine. I've played with that the last couple days, and I've pretty much learned we're in a race pretty much with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. Right, which is why I tweeted earlier that we need the Cardinals to win, because yeah, in order for us to do, to do anything, one, obviously, we have a tiebreaker against the Colts, so we've got that part locked down. Two, we need to beat the Titans, which we should handle on Sunday. Three, we need the Steelers to start losing, and the Steelers have been playing good football despite any setback that they've had. They've lost James Conner. They've lost Juju Smith-Schuster. They've lost Ben Roethlisberger. They've lost Mason Rudolph. Now they have Devlin Duck Hodges starting at quarterback, and guess what? The guy just won a game. Now, here's the one thing that they have, or actually two things that they have in their advantage. One is Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. And two is the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. But they're going in and they're facing an Arizona team with Kyler Murray. And I think that this might be an opportunity for them to get one game set back. See, now, obviously looking really for us to make the playoffs, we have to win out, right? We have to win pretty much all four games. I mean, all of I, I mean, unless really, I mean, I, I mean, this this. Unless a lot of other teams start well, losing, unless and I we doubt go goodwill that. hunting and we start putting numbers on the board and we say, well, if this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens, I don't want to play yeah. that what if game. No, let's just no. win out, just win, baby. We'd have to win out, and and right now, this if this scenario happens, we win out. Say we win all four games, and the Steelers, let's say the Steelers beat the Cardinals. Now after that, they play the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets, and the Baltimore Ravens. They could win against the Cardinals. They could lose to Buffalo. They could beat the Jets, and then they could lose to Baltimore, and the Raiders are in the playoffs. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's these scenarios are insane, and it can I think that this is the this is the thing that we look at as Raider fans. Is you know, it's never easy. It's never easy for for the Raiders. We can't just win the division. No, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, you know, we can't just beat the Jets on the road. We can't just beat Kansas City on the road. Nope. We got to make it rough. Yeah. <laughs> and I look at I look at I look back at the 2010 San Francisco Giants. Their motto was torture. Every game was torture. Every game came down to the last minute. Every game came down to Brian Wilson walking out and getting it to two outs with a three one with a three one count, and then getting that final out. And so that's yeah. what we are looking at now <laughs> is every single game that we have is torture and that every single thing that we do is now torture. And this season, granted, it hasn't gone the way that we've wanted to go. It's gone better than what's been expected. 
Yeah, we weren't supposed to be in the hunt, that's for sure. Absolutely not. We were supposed to be a three-win team. <laughs> well, here we are, right? I mean, six They said we six. were going to go one and seven yeah. after the first eight games. I remember that. I remember that. And see, and that's the key here is, I mean, what they can get, I don't know. I mean, I get it. I want us to win as many games as possible. But for me, it's like once, I mean, what happened, you know, a few days before the season opener, which I will not speak about, but once that happened, you kind of like dampered your expectations, right? You wanted this team to win as many football games as possible because that's what we do. We're not going to go out there and, and and we're not a bad football team. You know what I mean? We got we got a we got a sixth year quarterback that wants to go out there and win football games. We got John Gruden out there that wants to win football games, and we have I mean, gosh, Josh Jacobs going out there making plays. We have a team that will win football games, but I mean, it's not really just about that for me. It's like this is it. This is the final year in Oakland, and right. it's never felt. About, I mean, honestly, looking at how we should be looking at this season, you think, okay, it should be about, you know, what the team does just because the team should win. But now that we're coming to the final two home games, Kenny King, I can't help but feel like, man, I got like a little bit of a heavy heart right now. Like, let's, you know, yeah. silver and black, let's go out strong, man. Let's win some football games. And, but no matter what, on the other end of it, we got a bright future. And that's what we really really have to look at we're looking at this young core and i know we're struggling i know we're struggling i know there's question marks all there's question marks uh throughout raider nation all the way up to the quarterback position and i get that but we got the offensive rookie of the year we have uh arguably a a defensive rookie of the year i mean he's gonna be in the conversation oh yeah um and we have a guy that could have been in the defensive rookie of the year conversation i mean oh yeah we'll see what that comes out to but kenny king i mean really no matter how this season comes out, I, I mean, looking at these next two games are the most important thing to me because I want to see us, you know, go out strong in Oakland. But um, besides that, man, I, the future's bright, bro, and there's no reason not to be optimistic right now. No, and that's the thing is, you know, Raider Nation, you got to look at it. The future is incredibly bright. We have a lot to look forward to. There's a lot that we need that we have to build on. And obviously, we want to leave Oakland with a great taste in our mouth. And the, the only way that we're going to do that is with a winning record. It starts this Sunday. It starts beating the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. It starts with stopping Ryan Tannehill, who's been red hot right now. It stops starts with stopping Derrick Henry, who's been running over his opponents. Yeah. So, you know, let's look at this matchup, Cody. You know, we have, you know, we've got Ryan Tannehill, who's coming in and who, you know, was statistically not the greatest quarterback in Miami, but he's been doing some great things down in Tennessee. How do you see our quarterback matching up to, to Tannehill? I've always liked Tannehill and not, I mean, I've always liked Tannehill kind of more like a, kind of like I've always liked Josh Rosen, just because they yeah. were given, like they were put in such a poor opportunity. Like, I mean, right. gosh, you put him in the Miami Dolphins out of almost like purposely like tanked themselves it seems like they they it's don't like want to keep Bradford players situation exactly they don't want to keep players around their franchise and they just want to you know draft a high round quarterback and hope that he does good and it's just not going to work like that and josh rosen i mean just getting dumped like that um it's kind of it's kind of giving me the same emotion and um i'm going to cut that emotion off of course for the next five days <laughs> and right now i mean looking at the matchup i'm looking at a red hot Derek Carr and these Oakland Raiders going into the Oakland Coliseum and honestly that's you know I, I get the frustrations on number four right now mm -hmm. but for every Raiders fan that's going to be going to this game hopefully everybody can put that aside um I mean 
actually, you know, Kenny King, I, I mean, I, I'm going to let you hit on this first a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think? I mean, we're going into this, obviously very controversial on the social media. What do you think? We're going into Oakland, man. What do you think Raider Nation is going to do whenever we get inside that Coliseum? Look, I'm going to tell you right now, Raider Nation is going to ride for their team. We're we're still sitting there in the playoff hunt. And as much as Raider Nation goes crazy, you know, for replacing Derek Carr, or, you know, for moving on from Carr on social media, at the end of the day, Raider Nation wants to win. And they yeah. know what we're what we're looking at and what we're facing and they want to be able to move forward and they want to be able to do what they can do in order to move forward with this team. I think that when Raider Nation gets into this game, when Raider Nation looks forward, they're going to be loud, they're going to be proud, they're going to get cheerful, and they're going to get ready for Derek Carr. That's real talk. And honestly, that's, I mean, the best that we can do. As a fan base, that's all we can do. If you want, I mean, I get it. If you're sitting here, and I'll be honest with you, and you want to move on from Derek Carr at the end of the season, fine. That's fine. But he's not... He's not going to leave, and it's not going to help us right now. It's not going to help us this week against the Tennessee Titans. It's not going to help us next week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's just not. I'm going to tell you that, and I will, I will die on this hill. It is not going to help us trying to kill it off right now. So the best thing that we can do if you want to win some football games, get behind this team and get behind number four. And I fully expect everybody to, especially when we get inside that Coliseum. And let's ride this thing out, man. Let's let's end this thing in Oakland the right way. And, and just have a good time, man. And and do what fan bases do and just enjoy it. I mean, we do it best, man. I've been in there cheering for some woo quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Dog, we've been there for <laughs> Marcus Tuyasopo, Kyle Bowler, Jason Campbell, Carson Palmer. <laughs> I mean, Mark Billy Wilson's Joe my Hobart. favorite, not because of his last name, but yeah, Mark's my favorite. But oh man, I mean, there's uh, what is it, Andrew Walt? Oh man, dude, it's dude. The funny story about Andrew Walter is I met Andrew Walter his rookie year. Jerry Porter uh, brought him to the club that I was working with, working at. And Andrew Walter shook every security member's hand. He was like, hi, I'm Andrew. Nice to meet you. Oh, my goodness. I was like, dog, you're not going to make it. (laughs) I remember, dude. Actually, Andrew Walter has a special place in my heart. Man, when... uh... Who was he? Did he sell you his house? No. What what year was it? Like two thousand? Man, when did he play with us? Was that two thousand seven? I got a I got a pretty vague memory whenever we got through that. But I remember there was a. It was two thousand seven. I was I was like twenty one, twenty two when it happened. So yeah. There we go. See, so I was I was pretty young. Um, I was maybe going into high school or something like that. And I remember going into a sold out Coliseum game. We might have been playing the cardinals and we maybe had like one win we're like maybe one and seven or something like that one and eight and we went out there man and this place is rocking mountain davis was still open and it was full it was packed out and dude i mean i think we won the game pretty sure we won that game no i don't remember I, I, honestly, I don't. My memory is so bad. But whenever it comes to stuff like that, he has like a special place in my heart because it's like, dude, man, that's what I love about Oakland. And that's what that's what got me so hooked on it. And I mean, honestly, I, we got four games and we're not going to be the Oakland Raiders anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I accept that. I'm fine. Like, I've, I have no issue with it. Like, you know, bring on Vegas and bring on this new stadium. But uh, that's why I was so stuck on the stay in Oakland thing because it's like man I mean there's there's nothing like it it made me a fan it made my wife a fan um and you know what it's just time we got two games left can't wait to see the energy in that stadium bro as we ride out look I remember the energy 
at the home opener when we played Denver. And obviously we were riding high off of, you know, getting rid of a guy that didn't want to be here. And you could hear the energy on national television. Ian Rappaport yeah. tweeted about the energy on national television. So I think that these next two games are going to be games that you're going to see Raider Nation come out in full force, knowing that the playoffs are on the line, knowing that these are the last two games in Oakland, knowing that this is the last time you're going to see the Raiders pull into the Coliseum and play in this old dilapidated pig sty of a home that we call a place that we love. <laughs> yeah. And we are going to shock the league. That's what I'm talking about, bro. I mean, is that not like the perfect? I mean, I get it. You know, there's Cinderella stories where teams go out and they have like dominant seasons. But, I mean, there's unique Cinderella stories like something like that can happen right now in Oakland and make this season extra special. And I know, you know, we're talking about this Titans game. We're talking about um, Kenny King. I know you want to go into some bold predictions. Yeah. And you're talking matchups. You talked about quarterback. And I'm going to transition us here a hair to running back. Obviously, we're going in with the third and fourth place rushing leaders in the NFL right now, right? Right. You've we got have, Josh Jacobs and much larger Josh Jacobs. <laughs> yeah. Derrick Henry's going in with 80 yards more than Josh Jacobs. And you know what, Kenny King? I'm going to have a bold prediction here. And it's going to be like extra bold, Kenny King. Are you ready for this, bro? Let's go. Josh Jacobs sitting like 80 yards behind Derrick Henry. I'm going to say Josh Jacobs leaves the Oakland Coliseum on Sunday ahead of of Derrick Henry in rushing stats. He's going to have 80 more yards than he does. Let's go. On Sunday. That's my I'm king. I mean, why not? Let's go. Why not? Now, that's the thing though. I will say there's a loophole in my my bold prediction. There is, I guess, a slight possibility he could not play, but I still expect him to. I think dear, I think Josh Jacobs is going to play this week. I think that the only way that Josh Jacobs doesn't play is if they take his helmet and shoulder pads away and tell him he can't play. I will give him my shoulder right now. From from what I've seen from this kid all season, there is no quit in him. And, yeah. you know, obviously we talked about it last week and we talked about it the past couple weeks. You know, why isn't Gruden using him as a slot, as a, as a slot receiver? And why isn't he throwing him more passes? Why isn't he having Carr throwing more passes? Well, it makes <laughs> sense now. Dude's shoulder. got a fractured shoulder. <laughs> Oh, man, I was beating the drum, too. I'm like, man, why don't you line him in the slot? Why don't you get him out there, get him 40 touches, man? He's out there with a fractured shoulder. Yeah, but, Cody, you know. I'll tell you what. <laughs> think about this. We've got Josh Jacobs, who is the leading offensive rookie of the year candidate, who By is far. doing things that no Raiders rookie running back has ever done. And that's including Marcus Allen, Bo Jackson. I mean, come on. Darren McFadden. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you look at this. And the guy's got a fractured shoulder. Yeah. Imagine what he's going to do next season. And he's a top five rusher in the league. That's yes. crazy. Imagine what he's going to do next season. So I'm going to piggyback on your bowl prediction. I think Josh is going to do that. I also think my bowl prediction is that you're going to see Derek Carr make more plays with his legs this week. Let's get it. You're going to have to. I think that Derek Carr is his red, what people have said. Derek Carr has heard all of the negative doubters. He's seen the people that have shown his, you know, his film from 2016. I think you're going to see a more mobile, a more daring 
a more fearless Derek Carr this week. Yeah, I agree. I talked to him on Monday, and the only thing he had to say was, everything that we wanted at the beginning of the season is still right in front of us. And I think we all understand it's just a little harder to go get, but he's got that fire in his eyes, man. I think uh, every single one of these players on this Raiders roster right now understands that. And I mean, I mean, we got some dogs, man. They're fired up. Our young guys are fired Absolutely, up. They want to win man. some games. Hunter Renfro's out with a freaking punctured lung and broken rib, but uh, he still wants to make a playoff run. I mean, one, I, one of my bold predictions was actually if we won the Tennessee game, I think Hunter Renfro plays next week. Yeah. That's going to be one of my bold predictions. I, you know what? I, I think that you're spot on with that. I don't think that that's outside the realm of possibility. The kid is tough as nails. I mean, the kid came back into the game after the Jets game when he got hit, punctured his lung, fractured his rib, and he still played. Yeah. So yeah, I think miss, if we're making three a playoff weeks. run, I think that Hunter plays. I'm telling you. I, I got a bold it. prediction for you here, Cody. Let's hear it. You know, Cleveland Thurow has stepped up. He's stepped up big time. And I think his Ooh. his uh his quarterback his quarterback hit ratio or his 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 uh his ratio of getting to the quarterback was like seventy five percent within the past two games. Okay. I think Farrell will get two sacks this week. Oh. Getting after it, huh? Maybe uh flipping the script on Max and Farrell? No, 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 because so here's one of the things: is Farrell's leading rookies with passes defended? Interesting. I think one of those tips is going to go for six. Oh man, t- <laughs> I love it. I mean, at some point, Kenny King, one of our bold predictions has to happen, right? Hey, you know and what? I let was- it be that. Let it be that. <laughs> I'm, hey, if I'm that, here if, for this. If that's that, if if Farrell gets it, if Max gets it, if. Big Mo Hurst gets it. If Jonathan Hankins gets it, if Tahir Whitehead gets it, if Markel Lee gets it, if Eric Harris, if any one of them get it, tell you what, bro, that stadium is going to be so loud, you're going to have to call the cops on it because you aren't going to be able to shut us up. <laughs> if Mo Hurst got it, man, my whole family would be belly rubbing all around the whole house. My one-year-old daughter would be belly rubbing. Oh, yeah. Oh, because your whole family's uh, Michigan fans, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I can't really make my whole family Michigan fans, but I'm kind of a Michigan fan. I just, I, I've liked him because Charles Woodson, and, and he's been my, uh, I guess maybe my anchor that really, you know, I, I was just talking to somebody about it today, actually. Wait, you were, not, wait you're a Charles Woodson fan since college? I, well, no, not necessarily. Um, when Charles Woodson was drafted by the Raiders, it was actually maybe his second year with the Raiders, I learned that. I am serving a life sentence in the silver and black. And since then, I was just YouTubing, YouTubing, YouTubing. And all I have imprinted in my brain of college football ever, that's how I started watching college football, was from Charles Woodson Heisman highlights. It's a good way to start, man. I'll tell you what, Charles Woodson, I, I watched him you know, live when, I was, when he was in college because obviously I'm older than you. Because you're <laughs> old as heck. But dude... The guy was honestly the best college athlete I've ever seen. Not telling you, not defensive player, not offensive player. He was the best college athlete I have ever seen. Preach it! I'm telling you, you guys think I'm a Derek Carr stand, man. I'll sit here. I will die on this Charles Woodson Hill that he is the greatest defensive back of all time. Come at me. You want you want to, you want to bring up Ed Reed? Go ahead, bring up Ed Reed. He was a great safety. He was a great safety. Ed Reed I'm talking was a great def- safety. Defensive back. 
he did it all. Charles Woodson did it all. That was the dude right there. So go ahead, you know, talk your talk, go ahead, whatever. Yeah, Ed Reed has a nice beard. He has his, he, he, he walks around with a stogie. That's real nice. Um, but I'm trying to get some intercept wines and, you know, that's my dude right there. C-Dub 24. That's all I've ever owned was, was Charles Woodson jersey. So you know that's who else my, walks around with ooh. a stogie? <laughs> Paul Gunther. <laughs> Paul Gunther, baby. <laughs> Paul Gunther's going to be walking around with the stogie this week because I'll tell you what, the defense is stepping up. That's my bold prediction. Hey, they've been playing. I mean, okay, they. I mean, they had a bad game against the Jets. Yeah, and we, had a, we had a bad game. We had a bad team against team the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the defense last few weeks, especially. I mean, even last week. I mean, they played pretty dang good. We just don't have a linebacker to save our life. Well, we got Markel Lee back. Yeah, that'll help. I think that'll definitely help. It'll help in the right now. Game. I, I yeah. think that, you know, I think that what this team is looking at, you've got Markel Lee coming back. You've got to hear Whitehead, who's, he's a great leader. Um, you know, he's he's one of our leading tacklers. You know, I, I think that he's going to to work with, with Lee and, and they should make that linebacking core better. Uh, we're obviously missing Perfect. I mean, Perfect was the quarterback of that defense. Yeah. And we saw the difference of what happened when we lost Perfect. But I think that this team, this defensive unit, has the ability to make a statement this Sunday. I think that we can go in. They can slow down. I'm not going to say they're going to stop Derrick Henry. He's the guys like me running the ball. <laughs> they're, but they can slow him down. Dude, as soon defense, as that guy gets his head down, look out. Right. Goodness. Right. It's I mean, it's like a bigger Marshawn. Dude, tell me. But you. you look at our you look at our DBs. These guys can make plays. I'm still waiting on Trayvon Mullen to get a pick six, and I think that he may get it either this week or next week. I still think that Nevin Lawson's gonna get his first pick in the NFL ever. Oh. I think that there's gonna be guys that are gonna be out there making plays, but you know who's gonna make make the biggest play on, on defense in the secondary? Give it to my guy. Daryl Worley, baby. Give it to my guy. That's what I'm talking about. Give it to my guy. Let, let him get a let him get another turnover. Let's give this guy a dang extension. Give him an extension. Dude, seriously, can Come somebody on. please extend Daryl Worley? Like, Come on. Raiders. I'm gonna sit here all day long. I'm a, I'm a Daryl Worley stand account to the end of the season. Let's get this dude locked up, man. I mean, he is easily per pro football focus. I only use this as a tool. Um, but I mean, he is right there. Top three defensive graded player on our team. He has taken the most snaps of anybody on our defense. He on the year. I mean, okay, just this last four weeks. Um, I mean, he's under a fifty percent allowed completion percentage on the year. He's like a fifty-two percent allowed completion percentage. Like the dude is playing lights out. I mean, honestly, he is playing so good. And I get it. It's a contract year. Everybody's saying he's. Another David Amerson. And I don't care. I think he's better than David Amerson. I just, I don't care. Like, I get it. They're just, you know, saying it because he's playing good in contract here and he's going to get a contract and whatever. I don't care. It, they're different players. You don't compare players just because, you know, you nah. think you have something good and it's how it's going to be. Daryl Worley loves being a Raider. He, Absolutely. he was at one point when we signed Daryl Worley, I've talked about this before. At one point when we signed Daryl Worley, he was cut by the Eagles. Because he was found basically passed out in his vehicle in a DUI. Since then, he was signed by the Raiders. He turned his life around. He got things right with his wife. He had a second baby. Yep. He's 24 years old, man. I mean, he's a kid still. You know what I mean? He's still figuring life out. At 24 years old, which was just three years ago for me, 
I was a kid still. I'm still a kid, but I was three years more of a kid <laughs> three years ago. You don't want to know where I was at 24 years old. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm telling you. I was a year out of football, old. and it was probably in the worst place I've ever been in. So oh, I, I get imagine. it, man. I can imagine. 24 years old, it, it, it's hard. It's right there. And he figured it out, man. I, I've, I've talked to this guy multiple times, and he's a genuine dude. Yeah. And coming from me to you guys... He loves the fan base and he wa- he loves the support, man. He loves the support. And it's like, there's nothing else I want. You guys wonder why I'm such a Derek Carr supporter. And it's the same exact reason. He loves being a Raider. He loves us. And I'm all for it. Number 20, man. That's that's my dude right there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you we look at this team and there's a lot of guys on this team that, you know, have gone through different circumstances and have had yeah. different walks of life and that's what makes this team unique because you look at the Raiders teams of old and what Al Davis used to do was he used to take the guys that were castaways, the guys that didn't fit on other teams, the guys that were shunned by the league, the guys that were thrown away, the guys that were tossed around and he made them stars. And this is what we're seeing John Gruden and Mike Mack do right now. You know, you've got guys like Daryl Worley who are, you know, rejuvenating their career. Uh, you know, Darren Waller, you know, Derek Carr, even we, we talked to, you know, we talked to Derek on the pod a few months ago and he talked about his, how he was living life a different way. So, yeah, we, you we know, know Richie Zay Incognito. Jones. Yeah. Richie Incognito. Telling so you. it's exciting. It's exciting to see we got this. A lot. I, this is an exciting young team. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up about them. Good stuff. Kenny King, man. What? <laughs> This is this is real talk 2.0 right now, man. This is the this is the <laughs> remix, man. This is this is what it's all about, brother. I'm telling you, this is this you know this is uh this is how the pod's gonna go. You know, sometimes we get off topic, sometimes we go, you know, we go down other paths, and you know, but at the end of the day, it's about real talk. It's about you know how we feel, how we feel as Raider fans, how we feel about what's going on in the state of Raider Nation. You know what's going on in pop culture, what's going on in sports, what's going on around the league. It's about what the fans are talking about and that's you know that's what i want to bring here and i think that with this pod we have the ability to do that you know with with our regular show we we're we're doing more of the x's and o's we're doing more of the breakdowns and now we can just get a little more of that real talk talk like fans man that's it keep it simple keep it simple talk like fans kenny king jr man um we're coming up and we we need to go on a win streak and it starts right now against tennessee that's uh, right. You want to close this thing out, man? Raider Nation, what I want to talk about today is short, sweet, and to the point. As we embark on this game on Sunday, we look at the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry at running back and the guy that's the focal point of that offense. And obviously, there's a huge connection to Raider Nation because Bill Musgrave wanted to draft him. Instead, we got Jihad Ward. Where's Jihad Ward? I don't know. I don't care. Who? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. But what we need to look at is not where the where the team was in the past, but where the team is going to go. We are in the driver's seat. We have two home games, technically three, because we're playing one in L.A. And yeah. technically, it could be four if we win these next three games, because I tell you what, that Denver game is going to be lit. Oh, let's get it. <laughs> but we are in the driver's seat right now. We are in prime position to take this team to the playoffs. First things first, we need to go into the Coliseum we need to have every member of the Raiders go into the black hole, dap up the fans, get everybody fired up. Derek Carr, I want you personally 
to address everybody out there and say, what's up? Because you're going to show everybody what you're going to do and you're going to light these Titans up. And that's that real talk right there, bro.
Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.